Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 5944. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. To come back and, and, and to play really, really great all weekend. I mean, we had a ball jump out of second baseman's glove in the ninth. That was our only error of the weekend, and uh, we played great defense. So we didn't give them a whole lot. Walked them too many times today. Uh, they're very disciplined to play. But you look at the numbers of the game, I mean, we outscored them by a run. We had the same amount of hits. Both teams struck out 11 times. And, uh, you know, we just, we just, we did just enough. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're going to go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It has been a great Reaction Monday presented by Hogsmeade Market, or presented, excuse me, by Fleet Management Services from the Hogsmeade Market Studios as we've been having some fun reacting to the entire sports weekend. So many things going on. And whether it's Razorback Baseball or uh, the NBA playoffs, or in the big case of the NFL draft, it's been really fun to follow along and seeing uh, not only what NFL teams chose who, but also where some people here in the state of Arkansas ended up. Drew Sanders being the first Razorback taken in the NFL draft in the third round by the Denver Broncos, which, of course, has uh, had a few Razorbacks come through there in their history. And so let's talk a little bit about it as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Cody Rourke, who talks about all things in the NFL, as well as the lead Denver Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports and the Locked On Broncos. And Cody, we really appreciate you joining us down here in Arkansas, man. How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, gentlemen. Obviously, uh, the Monday after the NFL draft is always fun. A lot of busy uh, recap, a lot of getting to know some prospects. I think a little bit more, but uh, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. And I guess, we, of course, we got to start with Drew Sanders, a player that uh, Arkansas only had for one year, but made a huge impact on this team, had some great numbers. And some people thought maybe he would be a first or second round pick, but did fall to the third round, and Denver decided to pick him up. So just what do you make of the pick itself, and uh, does he address certain needs or at least uh, be a player that maybe could possibly impact the Broncos immediately in his rookie year? Yeah, that's a great question. Now, initially going into the draft, the Broncos general manager, George Payton, head coach Sean Payton, one thing they said is that, you know, they felt like they addressed enough of their needs in free agency that they could just go into the draft and select the best player available. And, you know, for them, it, Drew Sanders is one of those guys that they had high on their board. And you know, I think at first, Broncos fans were wondering, why did they draft a linebacker? They don't need a linebacker. Um, but you, you factor in that room right now. Look, you just re-signed Alex Singleton to a three-year contract extension. Josie Jewell and Justin Sternot are going to be playing on the final years of their deal in Denver. And then you have Jonas Griffith, who's an exclusive rights-free agent. Outside of that, you really don't have any linebacker depth. And while obviously Josie Jewell and Singleton are expected to start this year, you need guys that can play special teams. Sternod plays a high majority of the special team snaps for Denver. And uh, Drew Sanders also is expected to play a lot of special teams. But I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, why take this guy if you don't envision him starting? I, I think the plan is that he can start. And, and, you know, I tell you this, looking at his film, he is exciting to watch. He just plays with a relentless motor. He flies around the football field. He runs through guys. And his tape was very exciting. Obviously, over 100 tackles last season. I think what stood out to me and was more impressive from the inside backer spot Nine and a half sacks, and that's something that Sean Payton told us after the NFL draft. He said his ability to create pressure, you know, he's a guy that you can 
blitz. He's got a little bit of a pass rush arsenal, arsenal to him because I think of his speed, his height, and his athleticism. He's a unique little chess piece that could see some rotational reps on defense this season. But I, I like the pick. I think he's a. I think he's got a, a, a chip on his shoulder. You could tell with the way that he plays. Obviously, he had his prior experience at Alabama, but he, he was able to go to Arkansas in one year and prove, like, hey, I can play at a high level. And uh, I tell you what, it's exciting to watch. You mentioned the pass rush ability and that uh, Drew Sanders is primarily going to be playing inside linebacker. He's a guy that can play outside, so you think there could be a plan for him to kind of move around within that defense and play not only inside linebacker, but play some outside. You know, there, there's a chance that that could happen. Though Sean Payton told us he's going to be, he's going to stay at inside backer. I mean, you look at Bron- the Broncos' edge rush depth right now. You got Randy Gregory and Baron Browning projected as the starters behind him. You got Nick Benito, who's a second-year player out of Oklahoma, and then you have Jonathan Cooper, Aaron Patrick, and some other guys as well that you have on the roster. And for the Broncos. You know, it's it's unique. They can get creative. It just depends on the package that they want to put together defensively. Last year, Zero Evero was very, very creative. Sometimes he'd put an outside linebacker at defensive end, and he'd cross them, you know, different stunts. But I imagine this scheme is going to be very predicated on blitzing the inside linebacker in a lot of situations for the Broncos. And, hey, you know what? He might be the perfect guy to do it, but this is where coaching comes in. You don't want to just put him in when you want to blitz. You want to be able to see what he can do with his six foot five. Obviously, his height there. I think that's great in passing windows, especially in the AFC West, especially against teams like the Chiefs who love to attack the middle of the field with Travis Kelsey. This is a guy who's rangy enough. He actually might help them in terms of their coverage. Yeah, it's kind of interesting you bring up his uh, size and uh, everything that goes along with it. At least here at Arkansas, he was very unique. Haven't seen many linebackers at least come through here at Arkansas like him. Is there a linebacker that you see, or at least a type of player that you see, that's maybe comparable to Drew Sanders that you've seen before in the NFL or at any point? Yeah, that's a great question. I, uh, I'm not entirely sure in terms of a direct comparison, especially for him being six foot five. I, I think his athleticism kind of fits the mold for some of the defenses that we've seen. Like San Francisco for the past couple of years, they've had Fred Warner, a guy who just is absolutely athletic and versatile. Not only is good against the run, but good in terms of pass coverage, soft spots dropping back. I, I, a lot of people, I, I think, for Denver, a lot of fans think that you know the inside linebacker and in this scheme with the two high safety look that they need an inside linebacker who can cover tight ends one on one. That's never been the design here, especially when Fangio was in Denver. It was never your inside backer covering tight ends. That's your safety, and it allows you to be more versatile. You can use the safety to help cover a tight end as, in terms of being an extra spy, but I, it's going to be very interesting to see maybe who he draws comparisons to. I know he spent one year at Arkansas. We asked him on the conference call, you know, if he's familiar with the tradition there, obviously with the Steve Atwater, Hall of Fame safety for the Broncos. Um, you know, I, I don't think he quite knew all the way just because, you know, he just spent the one year there. But uh, I, I'm excited to get to him a little bit. He seems like he's got a, a great personality. The thing that also stood out to me is a little interesting, gentlemen, was the fact that you mentioned that he just maintains a strict diet. Like, he's very disciplined in terms of what he wants to do, and he sticks to it. He said he's done that since he was in high school, so obviously a good habit to have. You never have to worry about that. He knows how to take care of his body, so it could alleviate any concerns about any injuries at the NFL level. Drew Sanders drafted in the third round by the Broncos, and uh, they didn't have many picks in this draft this year altogether, but how did you feel about the draft overall? Yeah, you know what? I, I really enjoyed the draft this year. I think when you put it into the perspective for at least the Broncos, you know, they're like, oh, they didn't have a first-round pick. Well, technically, your first-round pick was Sean Payton, so there you go. That's a great first-round pick to add to the mix there. You trade up in a round two to get Marvin Mims, who is an unbelievably talented wide receiver who's going to complement a lot of the pieces that Denver has in that room alongside Jerry Jury, whose fifth-year option was just picked up, and you got Tim Patrick coming off of an ACL, and then when you get Drew Sanders, he's going to add important depth not only to the linebacker position, but also maybe play a prominent role on special teams to start his NFL career. Riley Moss was a little bit of an interesting one as well for Denver. They also traded up to get him, and he's going to compete for uh, that cornerback three spot. There's a chance he could compete to start opposite of Sertan, but uh, you know I think that we need to see a little bit more before we reach that conclusion. And then obviously. Uh, J.L. Skinner, thumper of a safety out of Boise State, 
six foot four, great size to him, two hundred and twenty pounds. He's probably going to project to come down into the box a little bit, but will play a big role on special teams this upcoming season. And then uh, Alex Forsythe, who you know you get out of the uh, University of Oregon, it's going to be interesting to see maybe how he fits in things. Considering it was two picks before the end of the draft, he was supposed to be a Mister Irrelevant, but he's got some strength to him that uh, could make for an intriguing competition at the position that features Lloyd Cushenberry, you have Kyle Fuller, and then now you have Luke Wattenberg to the mix alongside you know, Forsyth, and it's going to make things very interesting for the Broncos this offseason. I think considering they went into the draft with five picks, came in with six players, including the trade for tight end Adam Troutman out of New Orleans, I feel like it was a pretty solid draft for the Broncos considering where they're at, and they have a ton of picks going into next year's draft as well, which is a good sign. Speaking with Cody Rourke, who covers all things Denver Broncos for Mile High Sports here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Online. So, Cody, I know that uh, for the Broncos, last year was definitely not what they were hoping or intending, especially with Russell Wilson <laughs> getting added into the mix. But, hey, Nathaniel Hackett's no longer there. And now, as you've already mentioned, they got themselves a Super Bowl-winning head coach. they still got Russell Wilson. They've done some moves. So just kind of what's the overall vibe and the expectation going into this season obviously it's people are expecting it to be better this year but do you feel like with all the pieces in place that this is truly a year where the broncos can compete for a super bowl that's the hope you know i mean you made the investment in russell wilson and and i think one thing we are going to find out for sure this year we're going to find out whether or not you know it was russell wilson last year or if it was daniel hackett me personally i believe that there was a little bit of a Mutual blame to go around with both of those guys in terms of maybe how things went offensively. Um, but this is a big year for Russ to turn it around, I think, in an offensive system that will be designed around what he does well and it's going to have some protective pieces around him with obviously the additions of Ben Powers at left guard, Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. And now you go out and you kind of build the trenches here. It's going to be a run-first offense. And if you can run the ball effectively well, you can open up the passing game. I think that's what Sean Payton needs to do with Russ. Defensively, you want you have questions about you know with uh, a new coordinator. I mean, this is their third coordinator in three years, and it's not like the Broncos' defense has been playing bad. It's just that Vic Fangio got fired as the head coach, and then Azero Evro, uh, you know, wanted out and want because of how things ended with Nathaniel Hackett, wanted out and went to Carolina. And now you have Vince Joseph coming back. And you have to hope that the defense can continue to play at the level it was last season. But I know scheme is super important. How you call the defense. Those are things that are crucial for the Broncos this upcoming season. But uh, they have the pieces, I, I, you know, to be competitive. I, I think the goal, not necessarily, you know, for every team it's Super Bowl, but the goal is to just get to the playoffs and then see what you can do. You know, until you dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs, which is a very, very hard task, and nobody in the AFC West has been able to do it since 2000. And you know, after 2015, when the Broncos last won it, it's been the Chiefs division. And rightfully so, they're the defending Super Bowl champs. And, you know, you have to find a way to knock them off, but they somehow keep getting better and better and better every offseason. So uh, I'd say baby steps here for the Broncos. I do expect them to be much more competitive than what we saw last year, which, gentlemen, I can tell you this. I could have copied and pasted the game story from every game this season and would have applied every single week last year. That's how it went. The defense plays well. Offense couldn't do anything. Wash, rinse, repeat. I think it'll be a little bit different this year. So the schedule releases next Thursday, May 11th, and don't know when these these games will line up, but do know the opponents. So they're going to be playing the NFC North and the AFC East along with that tough division in the AFC West. So what do you think of uh, that? some of the possible opponents on that schedule and how they may match up? Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. You know, you look at Minnesota, obviously for them, they're uh, the defending champions of that division after, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers struggled last year in Green Bay. Detroit made some noise last year. You have to play them. I, I, I like what Dan Campbell has built with that team. They compete for him. Uh, who knows what the Bears are going to look like next year. The Packers or Jordan Lovell, what they look like. But man, you talk about two tough matchups in the AFC East. You have the Buffalo Bills. And then you got you know, you go to Buffalo for that. Hopefully that's not in December. And then you take on the Miami Dolphins, who added Javon Ramsey, have Bradley Chubb, former Bronco, and added former Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. And they also have the talented offensive playmakers that they do in Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill. I mean, they Miami is a scary team right now on paper. And then, as you mentioned, everybody in the AFC West, you still have them. Uh, and then you have some other matchups as well. You have the Commanders that are going to be coming to town to take on the Broncos. Denver's going to be on the road taking on the Houston Texans. It's going to be a, a little bit of a wild season. But, yeah, you're right, the AFC East, AFC North, and AFC West. I mean, that's a tough slate 
for the Broncos in terms of strength of schedule, and uh, we'll see uh, what happens because nine games are home, eight of them are on the road for Denver, so you know maybe get some home field advantage and take care of business at home. That's uh, what the Broncos need to do. They need to bring home that home field advantage that they've been missing for the last several years. So also looking at the entire NFL draft, I know you obviously cover Broncos, but uh, you're an NFL guy, so was there any teams that really stood out to you that you felt like did a good job in the draft or anything that really was of note that you saw? (laughs) Well, I mean, this might be the cliche answer, but looking at what the Philadelphia Eagles did, I mean, just loading up on the Georgia Bulldogs, I mean, you might as well just create the pipeline there. You know, I think you have a a perfect pitch if you're Kirby Smart. Hey, come play come play at Georgia, and you're going to go straight to the NFL. You can go play for the Philadelphia Eagles. But what they're able to do in terms of adding guys on the defense, you know, adding some offensive weapons as well, Philadelphia is in a good position, especially now that you've locked up Jalen Hurts on a long-term extension. You have A.J. Brown. You still have Devonta Smith. You obviously have Dallas Goddard. And a strong running game with their backs that they have. Philadelphia made some power moves. They were really good last year in a great position. I think a lot of the questions are, how are they going to be without Jonathan Gannon? How are they going to be without Shane Steichen? I mean, those are the questions that I have. What is that? How does that impact Jalen Hurts in this situation? Because I think we even look at maybe a parallel a little bit, the Buffalo Bills last season. We're all wondering, how is Josh Allen and the Bills, how are they going to look without Brian Babel, who went to the New York Giants? And, you know, Josh Allen played at a pretty damn good level last year, but it wasn't to the extent of what we saw the year prior. He threw a lot of red zone interceptions. He was a little more careless with the football. Um, as cliche as it may sound, I think the Philadelphia Eagles on paper had a great draft for them overall. Broncos offense, it, we all expect that to be better, but what kind of changes do you expect to see to that offense? Well, you know, I think a lot of it is hoping that guys can stay healthy. You know, last year in training camp, they lost Tim Patrick to an ACL. It was a, a very demoralizing injury for Denver. It just kind of sucked the wind out of the sails there in Bell Valley. It was there when it happened, and it just kind of like, oh, man, like that sucks. You know, the KJ Hammer was dealing with some soft tissue injuries last year as he was coming back from hip surgery and an ACL. Uh, they missed his presence last year. I, yeah, I think the receiving game, the Broncos are going to have some pretty good depth there. Uh, offensive line-wise, you really have to hope you stay healthy. You invested in Mike McGlinchey. Garrett Bowles is coming off of a, mat, uh, a gnarly broken leg from last year that kicked them out of the season after week five. Uh, you invested in Ben Powers, question mark at the center position right now in terms of who starts, but if Denver can stay healthy and they can rock the way that Sean Payton wants them to, I guarantee you we're going to see a much more competitive Broncos team offensively. And you know, On the defensive side of the ball, Patrick Tan entering his third year in the NFL, unbelievable the way that he carries himself on the field, off the field, had a chance to do a sit-down interview with him last week, one-on-one. And uh, the Broncos have a truly special player there, but then you mentioned all the pieces they add on defense as well with Sanders, uh, you know, O'Reilly Moss, and some other guys in terms of J.L. Skinner. The defense has a chance to be good, but the bigger question is, can Vance Joseph, can he call the defense in a way that keeps those guys fresh, and can the offense produce enough that the defense isn't constantly coming onto the field? Uh, For me, these are things I'm looking forward to seeing, but I also think from a coaching standpoint, outside of Sean Payton, Special teams has to improve for the Broncos. They, you know, they go and they re-sign Riley Dixon, the punter, and they bring in uh, Ben Cosmica as their new special teams coordinator. But they also lure legendary special teams coach Mike Westhoff out of retirement as Sean Payton's right-hand man. They'll oversee a lot of the special teams in terms of working alongside Cosmica. Denver has to transform that area as well if they want to win games. So uh, there's a lot riding. Rookie minicamp starts here in about two weeks for them, and uh, I'm excited to see uh, what they have in store. You mentioned Vance Joseph, and uh, he's returning to the team as the defensive coordinator. He was once the head coach. So what kind of brought that about as far as him returning to the team? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, for him, Arizona was obviously undergoing a major shift in their organization with obviously their hiring of a new head coach. And Vance, you know, I think Vance did a pretty good job. Now, obviously, the defense struggled last year, but I think a lot of people failed to put in the context that that Arizona Cardinals defense was dealt a, a bad hand in terms of injuries. You look at how bad Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury's offense was last year. I think Vance Joseph a little bit is kind of voted by the Cardinals in that sense. But, you know, even a couple of years ago, the defense was playing so good, generating so many takeaways to the point that he was getting considered for another head coaching opportunity after how things ended in Denver. So, you know, he spent the four seasons in Arizona, and any time he was asked about his time with the Broncos, he never had anything bad to say despite – you know, things ended, didn't end that well. John Elway didn't vibe well with, 
you know, that as his selection in terms of Vance being the guy to continue. Vance lost the locker room a little bit. As the head coach, I think when you're a defensive coordinator, it's a lot different in terms of maybe the pressure that you have to perform. You know, as a defensive coordinator, he's in his element. But as a head coach, when you have to oversee the entire operation, it's hard. It's hard to do, and only very few coaches in the NFL can make it work, as we have seen. So, um, yeah, Vance is excited to be back. Obviously, the Colorado Ties stand out there, and, uh, you know, he's excited to get to work with these guys led by Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan, Randy Fritz, and some of the other guys that they have on this defense. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be hopefully a, be- a big season for the Broncos. For what you get out of here real quick here, Cody, I- I'm actually a Jets fan, and I uh, am kind of excited because Aaron Rodgers is there, but also Nathaniel Hackett was one of the reasons why that they had to make it work to get him there. You were there. You saw what he did as a head coach. Is he just maybe one of those guys that just you know wasn't a great head coach, but maybe he's a good offensive coordinator? Do you think he'll be actually better with Aaron Rodgers than in New York City, or do you feel like there's a lot more to that that could be problematic? Yeah, I mean, this is a great question. Uh, you know, I, I get asked all the time about Hackett, and I'll tell you this. I really, really like Nathaniel Hackett um, as a coach, as a human being. I, I just think that he was in over his head a little too much in Denver. That was something that, unfortunately, stood out to me. Is just he, he was very friendly with the guys. And, look, he, I think he also did a lot of good things. He, he brought some healing to the Broncos locker room that I felt like they desperately needed in terms of make, making guys feel like when they walk in the building, they know that their coaches care about them, you know, outside of just football. Um, when you're losing games and there's no accountability because, you know, Hackett was very much a, a player's coach, very friendly, but when you're too friendly to the point where, you know, when it's time to hold guys accountable and you can't do that, it creates issues. You know, there were things that Hackett did, like, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, he benched a player without telling him why he was benching him. That there was no discussion. He just noticed in the game plan that week that, hey, wait, I'm not in red zone package anymore. I'm not on third down package anymore. You know, hey, what's going on? Like, there was no communication from that standpoint. I- hey, Cody, hey, we appreciate it, man. We do have to run, but great stuff, man. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you later down the road. More out of bounds coming up. Exterior, commercial, and residential painting. Hire the pros at Serta Pro Painters. Get your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. In the NBA over the weekend, two series ended and two new series started. On Friday night, the Lakers finished off the Grizzlies 125-85 in Game 7 to move on to the second round. The Warriors beat the Kings 120-100 yesterday as Stephen Curry had an NBA record 50 points in Game 7. Golden State is a perfect 18-0 in series in the West since 2014-2015. The Warriors and the Lakers will start their second round series tomorrow. On Saturday, the Nuggets took Game 1 versus the Suns winning 125-107 as Jamal Murray had 34 points. Game 2 will be tonight at 9 on TNT. Then on Sunday, the Heat beat the Knicks 108-101 to to go up 1-0 in the series. Game 2 of that series will be tomorrow. And the 76ers Celtics series will start tonight at 6.30 on TNT. Joel Embiid is listed as doubtful for that game. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. For the month of May, we invite you to Jones & Sons Spring Bridal Event. That's right. You're invited to take advantage of exclusive savings, extensive designer lines, and an incredible event-only diamond selection. We brought six of the world's top designers together with Jones & Sons' legendary staff of jewelers in our massive showroom to make your engaging dreams come true. Come in and see, touch, and dream while meeting with our diamond specialists and get the best pricing of the year this month only at Jones & Sons Spring Bridal Event in West Little Rock. Shop online at Jones Sun.com. Listen for Champs and Chumps Friday during the Zone, brought to you by Everbowl, providing craft superfoods, acai bowls, and smoothies that fuel you for an active, unevolved, and healthy lifestyle. Located at the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in West Woodrock, next to Santo Coyote. Need a vacation? Give blood with our Blood Institute at Totesuck Days in Conway, Saturday, May 6th, and you could win a seven-night cruise from the Port of Galveston, courtesy of Dream Vacations. One lucky donor is going to win, but every donor will receive a T-shirt and one admission to Magic Springs Theme and Water Park. Donate blood at Totesuck Days, Saturday, May 6th. Visit obi.org. 
OBI.org. Old Crow Medicine Show, live in concert. Town Tour. Friday, May 26th at Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Event Center. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. And pick up their new album, Paint This Town, out now. Old Crow Medicine Show. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hearn's Superior Alignment, Jets Gas Service, and Pinnacle Automotive, all in Little Rock, present the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center's Indoor Car Show, Saturday, May 6th at the Conway Expo Hall. Register morning up, starting at 7 a.m., or pre-register online at btbautoparts.com. Best of show wins a $1,000 Visa gift card. There will also be best of awards for truck, muscle car, original, rat rod, Corvette, and off-road along with having class awards from pre-1949 to present. It's the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center's Indoor Car Show, presented by Hearn's Superior Alignment, Jets Gas Service, and Pinnacle Automotive. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center today. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatments, Low T Center makes it easy. To get started on treatment, only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agents Jason Daly or Richard Yeager in Little Rock and ask about shelter's competitive rates. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Josenberger leads at first with one away. Reached on an air. Here's the 3-2 on Wagner. Josenberger taking off. Hit high in the air and struck well. Deep to right center field. Dylan Cruz going back. Leaps up at the wall. And it's out of here. A two-run jack. Jared Wagner depositing his 10th bomb of the year, 41st of the season for the Hawks, and they strike first and in a hurry. On 103.7 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for a happy hour, 2 to 7, later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go, courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for two, four, and six dollars. Cinco de Mayo is Friday, and Twin Peaks is celebrating Cinco de Mayo this week. Deals on tequila, cervezas, drafts, and much more there at Twin Peaks. And it is National Hamburger Month. Twin Peaks has the best burgers in the game. You can get them seasoned, smashed, and seared to perfection. A lot going on from a sports standpoint. You have NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs. USFL, XFL, college baseball, combat sports are going to be on display this weekend when you have Canelo taking on Ryder for the Super Middleweight Championship, and that's boxing. UFC 288, it's going to be Bantamweight Championship, Sterling versus Cejudo. And also, Kentucky Derby is coming up on Saturday, so a lot going on at Twin Peaks sports-wise. You can catch it all there on their wall-to-wall TVs. It's Twin Peaks. Each drink, scenic views. It's a Reaction Monday here on Out of Bounds, presented by Fleet Management Services. Appreciate Cody Rourke joining us. Talking a little bit about Drew Sanders being drafted by the Denver Broncos, which is actually something that uh, I'm going to take a little step further and discuss because it's part of the whole best and worst of the weekend. So perfectly timed here on a Reaction Monday. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. It was the best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. Third down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for best and worst of the weekend. I'll go and start with uh, the best for me. It was a really cool moment, again, with the NFL draft happening. 
where uh, you know player people are making their picks and they got funny stuff going along with it too. But what was a really cool emotional moment was when Deuce Vaughn was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in the sixth round. We, uh, we know him from Kansas State and was a really good player. Well, there was a little bit more to it because his dad, Chris Vaughn, is actually on staff with the Dallas Cowboys. And he's a guy that uh, is very familiar here in the state of Arkansas. was on the Razorback coaching staff, too. So a lot of connections there. But when uh, the video was shown of all the people in the Dallas Cowboys organization meeting around the table and, and everything, it was a really cool moment when uh, Jerry Jones asked Chris Vaughn to turn in the team's card for the six-round pick. And when the colleagues stood up around the draft room, Jones tossed him the napkin as if it was a card, and then he realized that it was going to be his son that they were drafting. And as soon as it was announced, he got extremely emotional, started breaking down, and everybody was having uh, having a great time. And it was just uh, it was tough. In fact, uh, Chris Vaughn said, look here, man, when he was on the phone, he says, do you want to come work with me next week? Uh, he said uh, after his son, he's like, I wouldn't mind that at all, said dude. So just a really cool moment that you don't see very often where, you know, you got a, a dad being a part of uh, the staff that ends up drafting his son. So really cool moment, really special moment, and uh, hopefully it works out for Deuce Vaughn there in Dallas. We have audio of Deuce Vaughn talking to his dad, Chris, and Jerry Jones. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got somebody want to speak to you. I got somebody want to speak to you. Please. I don't know when I've been speaking for everybody that's really in the heart of the Dallas Cowboys is standing here with a tear in our eye. We're so happy to have you on the Dallas Cowboys. I can't thank you enough. Well, what I really want to say, you earned every ounce of me being able to make this call. I'm so excited. There's just something magical about this moment that may be bigger than we even realize here talking to you on the phone. But you is now a Dallas Cowboy. Your daddy just handed the card in. Right here. Yes, Got him on it. Congratulations. Staying there in that same area, we go to XFL, and the Arlington Renegades won a South Division Championship, and they'll now play the D.C. Defenders for the XFL Championship after having a 4-6 and six regular season. They were able to beat the Houston Roughnecks 26-11, to 11, so they didn't have the best regular season, but they move on with a chance to play for the championship, and they take on the XFL's best team, and the D.C. Defenders, who are now 10-1. and one. Another cool little thing that I'll put as part best of uh, the weekend, it's not only the Razorback baseball team goes 3-0 and sweeps A&M, but we know Razorback softball has a big series against T- Tennessee, one of the best teams in the country. Arkansas lost game one, but they did win game two, so you got the rubber match tonight. But what was a really cool thing is this actually comes from Ethan Westerman, who is a uh, Razorback reporter there for hogsports.com. He was up there covering the game, and he was writing his story well after the game had ended, and it was at nearly an hour after the game ended. And he noticed that out in the berm, as they call it, which is kind of like the hog pen area for Bogle Park up there, he saw some people kind of picking up trash because people sit out there. Sometimes trash gets out there. But then he saw someone in a jersey, and it was Hannah Gamble, the Arkansas third baseman, who we know that goes on Morning Mayhem. And, uh, you know, is a great, uh, great representative of the team. She was out there helping picking up trash, helping with the people out there just uh, as it was almost like her job to do. And I was like, man, that's... You know, it's not something that she like did a big production on or like the U of A was out there, you know, filming her just saying, hey, let's get you some big club. It was nobody asked, nobody said anything. It's just she was out there doing it. So I always think it's really cool to see, uh, especially student athletes, uh, doing something as simple as that and helping out other people too just really shows a lot about her character. So that was a really cool moment. The two teams playing in the Western Conference second round. Lakers are a seven seed. Warriors are a six seed. Lakers won by 40 over the Grizz in the final game in game six. Starters didn't even play in the fourth quarter. And, of course, Steph had that amazing game against the Kings with 50. But uh, special best to Kevon Looney, who had 21 rebounds. He wouldn't allow the Kings to get a rebound, including 10 offensive, where every time the Warriors missed a shot and they missed plenty, he was able to give them a second chance and uh, another time to be able to score. Another, uh, or I'll get into the worst of the weekend because I was talking about the Broncos. This bothers me just because it's like, you know, I'm a Razorback fan. But 
Uh, we just talked about Drew Sanders and talked about him getting drafted by Denver and what, and what a big deal it is. Well, you know, they always put up these graphics and they say about these players and give descriptions about him and drafting him and everything. Well, they put it up this morning where it's like, Drew Sanders, linebacker, says ranked second in the SEC in nine and a half sacks for Arkansas 2022. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And it says selected as unanimous All-American and finished one of the three finalists for the Butkus Award 2022. All right, awesome. But then it gives a description saying his third point played his first two collegiate seasons at Alabama. It's like, okay, it's kind of weird. Like, that's like if you're highlighting his accomplishments, it's like doing that. But then the picture they used for the graphic was when he played at Alabama, not when he played at Arkansas. So, got Razorback fans pretty fired up. I'm like, listen, if you're going to talk about his his accomplishments when he was great with the SEC, when he's great as an All-American, he accomplished that at Arkansas. Why are you posting a picture of him being at Alabama? Like, that's just, it's, to me, it's just, uh, I don't know, kind of slap the face. And then the Waltons are up there. You should know better than that. Come on now. The Waltons are up there at Denver. They should put some Razorback love there. But anyways, I saw that, and I just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Because I'm like, man, give credit where credit is due to Arkansas and Drew Sanders. The uh, Rams have given up plenty of picks over the years, but they get a best for fifth round of the NFL draft and even going into the sixth round where they had a couple of picks. But that fifth round, they had three of the last four picks along with a couple of early picks in the sixth round. So they were able to recoup some of those picks and they look to be on their way to kind of rebuilding that roster. A worse to uh, Boston Bruins of the NHL. They set all-time records this season for wins and points. And they lose Game 7 to the Florida Panthers in overtime 4-3. But this was after blowing the series lead of 3-1. So they lose Game 7 and they are out after having a historic season in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, that, that was pretty brutal to, uh, to witness there too. And another uh, worst of the weekend I'll throw in. Again, this is just minor stuff, but still, it's like you got to be better. that got to be smarter than that. So ESPN... They're doing their NFL draft coverage. You know, they have those segues where they're about to go into commercial break and, you know, they show certain things and certain pictures and certain backdrops or whatever as they're, like, thanking a sponsor. As they were going out on one, uh, they showed the Statue of Liberty, you know, New York City, even though the draft's not in New York City. It was in Kansas City, but they were still showing the Statue of Liberty, all that. But the problem was that in the background was uh, the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers, standing there. It was like, man, we... You're putting up stock images from before the 2000s and stuff, and it's like they're, they're just clear as day sitting there. I was like, that was, I don't know, just stuff like that. I'm like, who sees that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I like, got to pay attention to those things, man, because it's like if you want to make it as modern and as updated as possible, that's not the route you want to go to. But uh, that was another little snafu that the ESPN broadcast had over the NFL draft weekend. That's why everybody needs to pay attention to NFL Network and watch their draft coverage. Yeah, well, because it's them. I guess it's them in uh, in the NFL in the NFL Draft Network. There's only two, right? That just do it. Is ABC? ABC does it. So is it? So is ABC a different crew from ESPN even as well? Ah, uh, yeah, because I think they use a college crew. Okay, okay. Because I'll, I'll admit, like when I was watching the draft, I watched the first round a little bit, and it was just on ESPN. Uh, but then after that, I kind of just watched it in the background on uh, one of my TVs, and it was on mute just as I was following it. But uh, I didn't really pay attention to like, the commentary as much or anything. But still, uh, yeah. that's uh, In fact, that's where the reaction came from. The funniest one, at least I saw of the highlights, is when that Bengals fan did the coin flip. The NFL Network guys like Rich Eisen and all, they were like, whoa. Like, they were kind of like, oh, man, how did that happen? So that was a pretty funny reaction from them. At least that's one I saw, too. NFL Network, they have some uh, pretty funny segments also. They bring some of the coaches in during the draft. They talk to them. They do a segment where they adopt puppies. And uh, this time around, Daniel Jeremiah got a little something on his shirt that was unexpected from one of the puppies. And then they do Stump the Truck, where they're trying to throw certain names that they don't think they would have highlights of. And most of the time, they come out on top where they have most of these highlights from players from obscure schools in their system. And uh, they seem to do a good job of it. Pretty good. We got a little bit left of this hour because Razorog Update presented by True Services coming up next. We'll hear for Dave Van Horn and some other news, especially with Razorback football coming up next on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high mileage engine protection with new Syntec full synthetic high mileage motor oil exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now get 5 quarts of Syntec high mileage and a MicroGuard select oil filter for just $34.99. Limit supply. Ask for Syntec high mileage at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Motorcycle riders are just like you and me. They could be your neighbor, your friend, your doctor, or maybe the pastor in your local church. More motorcycles are on the road than ever before in Arkansas, and it's time we started looking out for them. Look back a second time before you make that turn, or before you pull out in an intersection. It might take two seconds, but it just might save a neighbor's life. Take two for Arkansas. It's worth it. Look twice for motorcycles. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. A great deal on Select Kubota Equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. River Valley Tractor. At Taco Bell, we like to keep mornings simple. Because before 11 a.m., you're not down for whatever. No. You're not interested in trying new things. No. You want a breakfast that's toned down and delicious, like the breakfast crunch wrap with fluffy eggs, sausage, melty cheese, and a crispy hash brown and a grilled tortilla. I want to eat that. See? You may not be a morning person, but it's morning. And you're a person. Taco Bell breakfast, served until 11 a.m. At participating Taco Bell stores during breakfast hours only while supplies last. To every woman with a will and a workbench. Every mom with a miter saw she's not afraid to use. Every daughter with a drill and the drive. To the women who get their nail guns together. The ones who are welding the gap. The same ones who DIY like no one's watching. At the Home Depot, we see the potential in you because you see the potential in everything. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. So, you're in the market for a new outboard motor. Look no further than Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Located right off the Levy exit, Arch carries a full line of dependable Tohatsu motors ranging from 4 to 115 horsepower, all four-stroke motors. Come see us today at Arch Marine. If you want to deal with people who are straightforward when it comes to painting, Serta Pro Painters is the only answer for you. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated and backed by local people who will give you the straight story when you're scheduling your appointment. It's that time of year now as well with spring rolling around to update the outside of your home. Serta Pro is the place to go if you want exterior painting done. Improve that curb appeal and if you're thinking about selling, get Serta Pro on the case before and raise that property value. Get Serta Pro on the case at SertaPro.com. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore, and me, RJ Hawk, from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. That's tradition right there. Brew hat. Yeah, beer hat. Oh, no! Battles deep into the night and left the stadium entirely. On 1037 The Buzz. He had a heart like a nine-pound hammer Think he even did a little time in the slammer What was I thinking? She snuck out one night and met me by the front gate Her daddy came out waving that 12-gauge We tore out the drive, he peppered my tailgate What was I thinking? Oh, I knew there'd be hell to pay But that crossed my mind a little too late Cause I was thinking that a little might take it's Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. We have your Razor Hog update as well. Uh, but uh, did want to give a shout-out to last night and uh, the event that 
happened over at the hall, which our very own Justin Moore uh, was able to be a part of, and uh, it was his whole thing. But uh, as a Dealing with the uh, golf tournament, the St. Jude Golf Classic, as it will, had the event last night, and I was lucky and fortunate enough to go and check it out, and it was awesome. An awesome event. Was so much money was raised, and uh, was such a great cause, and really appreciate uh, Tara Talmadge, who was the MC of the event. I was her plus one last night, so um, she had to drag me along, but really fun to see it all go down, and all the money raised, and got to see Matt Stell, and uh, a few uh, great artists there, and a lot of the Buzz listeners that were out there, too, and it's amazing how much uh, you see just uh, when they did those auctions. It was a live auction, too. First off, the auctioneers are really cool. It's a job that takes a certain person to be able to nail and be able to do, but they did a great job. And also, man, the amount of money that people have just willy know. I was like, oh, maybe bet on something. I was like, nope. As soon as I heard the first number, I was like, ah, I can't even afford that. So, but that was for the, but they had a silent auction, too, that was really cool. So it was just a really cool event uh, overall. Even the uh, after party at the uh, hotel over in West Little Rock. Had a lot of extra Domino's pizza left over, which is why we have pizza here in the station. So it was a great event, though. It was really cool to see uh, everybody out there. And, again, just go to a really great cause and Justin Moore to be a part of it, too. And they play the golf tournament today. So Mm -hmm. uh, had the event last night and golf tournament today to raise even more money and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, In fact, uh, some of the people out there, like uh, our guy Mac and everything, he's like, hey, you playing the golf tournament? I was like, no, I didn't get to that level yet. I was like, I got the invite to the event, but not to the golf event. So maybe next year we'll be able to check it out. But they had a great turnout, though. It was packed out in the VIP sections and everything, too. So just like I said, a really great event and really appreciate uh, being a part of it uh, last night. And uh, it was so much fun to, to see uh, all the great money that was raised for the great causes as well. Uh, before we do your Rage Rock update, let's go to uh, Don, who's in Little Rock. What's up, Don? I just wanted to say that didn't Drew Sanders, when he came to Arkansas, didn't he change defensive positions when he came to play for the Hogs? He did, yeah. Okay, so he learned his new position and all that he's done well. He he learned it at the University of Arkansas. And, and on top of that, he chose to leave Alabama to come to play for the Razorbacks, didn't he? That's 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 facts. That's facts, Don. You know, so we, we, we can't let the other little stuff bother us, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I always let, I, I always let the little stuff bother me, Don. That's just how hey, I'm built. <laughs> hey, I guess we all do from time to time. You know, I was looking at Aaron Rodgers. I think he fits right. I think he really fits well in uh, New York City, I I think he's going to do well there. I think he's going to really help the Jets do really well there and be a great place for him to be, you know, be seen out on the town and at the plays and musicals and all that's happening. Uh, Going to see the Knicks yesterday, we saw him on TV. So I'm sure he's excited about his new uh, extravaganza, if you will. Yeah, I really hope he does well. Uh, I guess we'll find him once he gets on the field. But he seems to be living it up in New York City, that's for sure, Don. Hey, I wondered if this coming year will we hear Devo Davis takes it to the rack and won. In the, the young man from Jacksonville, Arkansas, what a great second half he's having. Hey, will we hear that next year? Yeah, in the NBA, yes. Yeah, probably in the NBA, yeah, if probably anything. Probably in the NBA. Hey, hey, one more thing, guys. I thought, you know, Moses Moody did really well in this last series. and Man, he got a lot of praise from a lot of people, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he had, uh, what was it, 15 minutes I think he played in the other night. So, yeah, he's been he's been a guy that's gotten some significant minutes in playoffs so far. Yeah, he had, he had an incredible three yesterday afternoon. I was thinking, man, that's, God, you got you got to, uh, man, you got to have something going on to take those kind of shots and knock them down and here in the NBA. And they were talking about he's not even 21 years of age yet. So, he's an amazing uh, uh Kind of a prodigy from Arkansas. Pretty proud of that guy. Oh yeah. But anyway, I've taken taken enough of y'all's time, man. Uh, uh, y'all have a great afternoon, and until next time, America. All right, Don. Appreciate you calling in, man. It's good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, uh, Moses Moody has been he's been doing some nice things for him, and uh, you know, just like him, and of course, uh, you know, the thing about the significant minutes from kids here in the state of Arkansas. You know, Malik Monk, of course, had his, his, what he has going on. Austin Reeves there with the Lakers too, so. Uh, yeah, it's really cool to see uh, see everybody involved in, in the NBA. That's not only Razorbacks, but also from the state of Arkansas, too. Uh, first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Chachi says, if Tara was dragging you, you're my new spirit animal. Yeah, well, I think it was more of a play on words. She did not drag me. It was more just like a, it was just like an invite to a great event that she uh, was emceeing. Like I said, she did a great job of it, too. 
Uh, let's see. Also, uh, William on our first Arkansas Bank Trust text line says, you guys were talking about the guy with the coin flip in the Bengals. If you have a second, please elaborate. I totally missed that. Uh, essentially, he's just uh, kind of making fun of the fact that the coin flip is what decided uh, against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals not having home field advantage in the playoffs last year because of that Bills Bengals game that got uh, canceled, essentially. And so they uh, ended up doing a coin flip for it, and it went the Bills' way, and that's where people were pretty upset there in Cincinnati as far as uh, that being the way that it was decided for the home field advantage there, too. Essentially is what it came down to. And I think there was some, wasn't there some other, like, repercussions from that? Like, some other random stuff that happened that, that whether it, I don't think it was, like, punishments necessarily, but it had impact on how everything was handled with the Bengals. Yeah, yeah the Bengals and Ravens, uh, the Bengals played one less game than the Ravens, and then they ended up playing each other in back-to-back weeks because they played last game of the regular season. But uh, they actually benefited in getting the home game, and that was already decided. But the AFC Championship game, they weren't a part of that whole process. And uh, if, if it had been uh, a couple of other teams that were involved in it, the Chiefs and the Bills, it would have been at the neutral site, and the Bengals weren't involved in that process. So that, that was something that was upsetting to them, that they weren't involved in the process of the whole neutral site deal if, uh, if they had made it to that point. Yeah, because I also looked it up with uh, Ian Rappaport, where he tweeted out it on January 5th when this all started coming out. He said that Cincinnati will, will still be the AFC North champion, but won't have the benefit of being the champ with a home playoff game. We'll have a harder schedule next year and potentially a later draft pick, which we know at the time was was up in the air. But I guess that that's also some of the random other things, too, that it impacted. So, uh, yeah, but that's what the coin flip was all about, just uh, that, uh, that big old boy over there having fun. And, and I think it's funny when the fans get up there, super fans get up there to do the draft picks because sometimes there's some trolling and, and, and everything to to go along with it. so Well, they even had fun with that on NFL Network because they said it seems like the adults and kids – change roles at that point because the kids get up and they don't really do a lot where they just straightforward they announce the pick the adults are the ones that go crazy and want to bring a little extra flair to it and they really act like kids and kind of go over the top yeah which again i think it's fun and entertaining and something that can keep it interesting for the later rounds too if uh, some people have stopped watching but uh, it all started with drew pearson though when drew pearson that played for the cowboys made the announcement for the cowboys in Philly against, you know, the Eagles, one of their their rivals from all time. And Drew Pearson, it seems like he's going to get that invite every year where he's a part of the draft because he did something similar this year. Well, we are up against it. we got the third hour of Out of Bounds coming up. We'll have Andrew Ellis. We'll get to your Razor Hog update, too. Got some news for uh, baseball and some football and some basketball news. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here on Out of Bounds on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. There's a race going on inside your body, and sometimes the bad guys, otherwise known as arthritis, get there first. That's when the joint pain kicks in. Your healing process is just too slow and just can't catch up, and it needs just a little bit of help from QC Kinetics. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a QC Kinetics medical director. We all know that you can heal yourself. If you get a cut, it heals on its own. Your joints are no different. We can take the healing properties from your blood, concentrate them down, and put them in the spot that you need them.